Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What is humility? Here's a spiritual understanding of it. Humility. An attitude, an attitude of dependence on God. See, that goes totally against the selfie world, where I'm going to do life without God. I can just direct my own life and do my own thing. Pride is the absence of humility. Pride is simply independence from God. The selfie generation began long before the invention of the smartphone. Today we learn from our text that James had to address believers within the church for the same issues of pride and self-promotion we deal with today. We like to believe and foolishly boast that we're doing all right, living life by our own rules, when in reality that can't be farther from the truth. Listen in as Pastor Mark points out, the problem with the selfie mindset is you wind up in more bondage and conflict than you can handle alone. If you're ever going to live in peace, you have to give up on your selfie lifestyle and get right with God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 1, with part one of his message entitled, God's Solutions to a Selfie Lifestyle. Lord, let us hear your lessons for if I would mention to you this morning, problem, be interesting, what would come to your mind? Life is simply filled with problems. This morning, we're going to learn about problems, and we're going to learn about solutions. You can write the five solutions I'm going to give to you to conflict problems from James. But unless you personally apply the solution, it's a waste of time. So I challenge you up front, you're going to hear me do that a number of times as we go through. So we're going to watch and see how God helps us with all of that. Now last weekend, we learned from James, James chapter 4, the first part of it, it's all about conflict. Let's begin James chapter 4, verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? We learned something last week that the source of our problems, fights and quarrels and conflicts with ourselves, with other people, families, kids, church, work, that source is from within us, not from someone else. In fact, the root of most problems is selfishness, selfishness. Here's the first thing you want to write down today. This is where our problems come from. That's exactly what James says. Where do they come from? They come from within. Notice, selfish, and I'll explain the selfie in a moment. Self-centered, self-serving, self 
important. A few months ago, when Linda and I were in Singapore, a guy gave me this selfie rod. It's great. We're into selfie around here. You know that, don't you? See, our world is selfie. It's all about me. See, all you do is have a little timer. It's a free app. You push it and say, I want 10 seconds, I want a picture. Bing. It's fantastic. I'm selling these for $25 at the end of the service. No, not really. We shared some dangers that actually James gives us of a selfie lifestyle. It starts with a personal inner conflict in me. Then it's conflict with other people, home, marriage, work, church. These often lead, if I'm kind of not at peace with me and I'm always in conflict, it begins to lead to a critical negative attitude. And pretty soon I become self-righteous. I judge everybody. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Then when I'm a selfie and I want to do life by myself, we learn from James that affects our prayer life. Our prayer life is useless. And James says, you have not because you ask God. Well, I don't need to ask God. What do I need to ask God for? I can do life by myself. And then he says, when you do pray, you ask for wrong motives. It's all about you. So this danger of ineffective prayer life is, is simply there. We, we don't need God to direct our life. I just do my own deal. And last, we learned last week, a selfie wants to just direct their own life. That's kind of what our world is. It's our selfish, sinful nature. And we learned last week that Jesus drew a line in the sand. He said, there's a kingdom of Satan, and there's a kingdom of God. And he says, choose. See, a selfie says, oh, I don't need to choose. I can be in both. And we learned a word last week that, well, unless you've been in church a long time, you never heard. James says you're committing spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery? Yeah. Trying to serve God and trying to serve Satan at the same time. Doesn't work. Impossible to work. So Jesus made this statement. Either you're going to be married to me in a relationship because we're the church, we're married to Christ, or you're going to be married to the world. All of that conflict we addressed last week. Now today, we're going to see this truth, and I want you to write it down. It's simple. The problem, the life of a selfie actually brings bondage and conflict and fighting. If, I, if my life is focused around me, myself, and I, it will not bring peace. It will bring this constant fighting. Now, we also learned last week, you cannot eliminate conflict in your life. You will never eliminate in your life being hurt. It's a real world. We all get hurt. There's always conflict. But I can have, you'll see in a moment, peace in spite of the conflict. So as you begin to think about this, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, here's where our hope is today. I'm going to give you five solutions. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this, God has a solution for every one of my problems. Just turn to your neighbor and tell him that right now, would you? Every one of your problems. Now, here's our hashtag for today. Here's our hashtag. You can write it down. Hashtag live in peace. See, that's God's goal. We're not going to eliminate conflict. We, we certainly aren't going to eliminate getting hurt. 
we're just people. In this world, we're going to have trouble. But I can have peace. And here's the Jewish term for peace. Shalom. And when you read these words, just reading them brings comfort to you. Completeness. Rest. Safety. Tranquility. Wholeness. Total well-being. Wow. Feel good already. That's what God wants in your life and in my life. We begin James 4, verse 6. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Scoot right on down to verse 10. James repeats it in a different way. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, why in these short verses does James mention humility twice? That reminds us how much God hates pride. What is humility? Here's a spiritual understanding of it. Humility, an attitude, an attitude of dependence on God. See, that goes totally against a selfie world where I'm going to do life without God. I can just direct my own life and do my own thing. Pride is the absence of humility. Pride is simply independence from God. God hates pride because that's how the unity and the conflict started in heaven. Satan the original selfie, said, I want to be like God. I'm out of here. He was out of here. He took a third of the angels with him who became the demons that run around our world today. That's why we have the two worlds. That's why God hates pride. It's trying to live independent from God. Pride, if you take a, a binoculars, pride is always looking at God through the small end, reversing them. Well, look how small God is and how big I am. That's exactly what pride is. God hates it. Now, when you begin to think about that, as you look at that, it's to you and I, the bottom line of a lifestyle of pride is simply this. I can do life by myself and I'll do it my way. Some of you here, that's the way you've been doing life. Actually, we all started there until we came to God. So here's the first of the five solutions this morning. Write it down. Number one, live in peace. Number one, humble yourselves, humble ourselves as a group before God, before God. When Jesus was here, he said this, Luke 14, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Let's look at the first part of that. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Every single person has, has experienced this. Get ready to put your hand up. Every single person. You've been prideful, and in that situation, whether you said something or acted one way, God really, really humbled you after you said, you were humiliated. Could I see your hand? Yeah, you others are lying, to, and God's got you right now. I remember numbers of times where I went, whoa. A couple of minutes later, I said, you stupid idiot. <laughs> it's horrible. 
It's horrible. It's a terrible feeling. Now, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. But look at the second promise. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. If I am dependent on God and rely on him, he will do amazing things in our lives. He'll bless you more than you can ever imagine. So can I say this to us this morning? Never take credit for the good in your life. Here's what I like to say. It's the Lord. Because it is the Lord. There is no good in us outside of God. You say, well, look at me. Look what I've done. God takes that ability away from you. Look how wealthy I am. The Bible tells us God is the one that gives us the ability to get wealth. So don't take the credit. That's horrible. You will absolutely be humbled. Now, that moves in to our second truth. Look at verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Submit yourselves then to God. Here's number two. You can write it down in Vieira and Sebastian, you guys here in Melbourne and online. Live in peace, submit to God, obey his word, and live by his plan. Now, what in the world is this S word? Submit. I like this definition. I've used it for many years. A willing attitude that wants to cooperate. An action and an attitude. You you see, I can actually submit to someone outwardly. You've seen a child do it, but not inwardly. You say, go sit in the corner, time out. They go sit in the corner. They're sitting in the corner, but they're standing up inside. See, we're the same way. Okay, God, you say I have to do that. I'll do it. That isn't going to work. It's a willing attitude. In a conflict, it's a willing attitude to submit. In the marriage, we submit one to another. You see, notice what James does. Before we can submit, we first have to be humble. Submit really is an interesting term. In the original language, it means to come under God's rule. In other words, what we're saying is, God, I submit to your rule. You, you are the one that leads my life. You're my God. I submit to you. I'm willing to listen to you, and I'm willing to obey you. There will be no peace in our life unless we submit and obey to what God's word says. Now, remember, let's just back up a moment. When I submit to God's word, it's not in my mind, it's action. Until you actually have a lifestyle of humbling yourself, realizing it's all God in you, it's not false humility, it's realizing that everything good comes from God, and then we simply submit to him, we come under his rule, then good things happen. Now, as I said to you before, in our conflict, Uh, God expects us to do some things. Let me give you three things. They're not on the overhead. You don't even need to write them down, but I want you to think about them for a moment. In a conflict, because we're selfish, and we, we always do this. Well, if they do that, the conflict would be over. And every conflict has two sides. There's always two sides. Sometimes you say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to fool with this crazy conflict because 70%, 80% of the problem is theirs. Well, it doesn't matter. Here's the one thing I want you to learn this morning. First thing you do in a conflict is you make the first move. Well, said Pastor Mark, I'm not going to that person. They caused it. 
Humble yourself and take the first move. Matthew 18 tells us to do that. Humble yourself. Well, that's humiliating. Hello. Of course it is. They're more responsible than I am. So, humble yourself. Now, everything God asks us to do, he enables us to do. Number one, humble yourself. Number two, when you go to them, you're going to speak words to them. You're going to try to resolve the conflict. Here's how you don't do it. Uh, Good morning. Uh, I'm coming to you in humility (laughs) to show you that you're wrong. You might as well just head right out the door now because this got worse than you came. That's ridiculous. So what's the second thing? First is, it's up to you to make the first move. Number two, speak the truth in love. I've come to try to resolve our conflict. If I've done anything, I'm sorry. Number three, then love and forgive with the same love and forgiveness God has shown you. See, no, we no longer live to ourselves. So if, I, if I'll take the first move, if I'll speak the truth in love with humility, and then I'll realize I'm going to forgive that person. They don't deserve it. Ooh. But I'm going to forgive them because God's forgiven me and I didn't deserve it. Then what happens? I would like to say every time you make those three steps, the other person will agree and you'll be back in unity. Often it doesn't work. And I get this question often. So, Pastor Mark, I did the right thing, but they never changed. What do I do? You leave it with God. God will never force a person into unity. He could, but he doesn't. See, it has to be an act of their will. So I'm just going to leave that with God. I've done my part. Here's the key you'll learn. After almost, pretty close, 66 years of Christian, always do the right thing and leave the rest with God. Yeah, but no buts. Just do the right thing. And I don't know how it'll work out, but that's up to God. And we just move on in our life. Don't get bitter about it. Now, look at the next part of verse 7. Resist the devil. And 30% of the time, he will flee from you. Is that what your translation says? If it does, burn it. And he will flee from you. Here's number three. All of our campuses live in peace. Resist the devil. Well, how do I do that? By saying no. Stand firmly on God's word. See, we live in spiritual warfare. You know that. In this room, there's an invisible world Outside of this room, there's an invisible world, but it's just as real as our real physical world. Paul says in Ephesians 6.13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. There's spiritual warfare all the time in our lives. Now resist simply means this. To stand firmly in position and refuse to give ground. We resist the devil when we refuse to give in to those temptations. It can be sexually, it can be a million of things, greed, it can be in the conflict, trying to take advantage. We're tempted all the time and often. 
And you have to be aware, the Bible says, Satan is like a roaring lion. He's always looking to find a way to get in and bring conflict and bring sin. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's prowling the loud. He wants to bring you down. Now, one of the lies that Satan uses is this. If you're independent of God, if you're doing the right thing for yourself, you're going to have freedom and you're going to have joy. That's a lie. Peace only comes from doing God's will, God's way. So what do I do? What am I standing firm on? Well, I'm not standing firm on Calvary Chapel. I'm not standing firm on my beliefs. I'm standing firm on the Word of God. See, if you say, well, I like this, but this verse here, that doesn't apply to me because it doesn't like fit me now. I'm not interested in that. Forget it. You're going to be in this world. We stand for all the Word of God is true. It's God's Word. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, when you and I begin to think about that, I'm to use God's Word to expose Satan's lies. Now, to use God's Word, I have to know God's Word. I have to know when Satan's lying. How do I know that? That's why we teach you the Bible. I'm proud of you this morning. You have your Bible. It's sitting in front of you or your tablet or your iPhone or whatever. We're learning what God says. This is how to do life right. I cannot resist Satan if I don't know the Word of God. Anything God commands me to do, say, Pastor Mark, I can't resist. Yes, you can. Anything God commands you to do, you can resist. Now, here's what I want you to write down. Here's the dual amazing thing about the Word of God. Watch this. The Bible, our weapon... It's our weapon, and it's our defense. It's a weapon. It it goes in. It fights. It grabs. It's a weapon this morning because it's powerful than a two-edged sword. As I teach this morning, God's saying to you, Okay, I have to make the first move. But it's also my defense. When I'm tempted, when I'm tempted to go wrong, when I'm tempted to get selfish, God's word comes in and says, No, 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 stand against that. That, That's not going to bring you freedom. It's actually going to make the conflict worse. Now, so we resist by being humble and submitting to God and his word. Number three, we resist by being humble and submitting to God's word. I can't resist the devil without God. Now, look at verse eight. I'm going to camp out on this one for a few moments this morning. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Here's number four. Write it down. Live in peace. Come near to God. Pray often and pray right. The way we come near to God is initially through prayer. Conversation. Two-way conversation with God. We come near to God. Now, I'm going to take us back for a, a few years. How many of you remember bench seats in your car? Come on now. Yeah, this goes back a while. Today, Pastor Mark gave us the spiritual definition of humility. He said for the believer, it should be an attitude of dependence on God. He explained that it goes against the selfie world where they do life their way on their terms without God. It's called pride, and God hates pride. Friend, if you really want to do life right and live in peace, you'll need to humble yourself before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 2014-0803. And the title of this message is God's Solution to a Selfie Lifestyle. Again, today's message number is 2014-0803. And the title of this message is God's Solution to a Selfie Lifestyle. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark's message will challenge everyone to truly examine where they're at in their walk with Christ. He'll share five practical steps he's developed based on lessons he's learned from experience and the diligent study of God's Word that will help you do life right and live in peace at the same time. If you've tried it on your own, you know it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting